Welcome everyone to The Roman Show. This is the first episode of 2022. As we get ready to kick off a stellar year, we welcome New England's Broken Vow right here on the program to talk about their latest scene, minds, and this and a whole lot more coming up next right here on The Roman Show. Step down to the get down. All right, whenever you're ready. You're ready. Five seconds to the open. Aquarius, watch that little gimbal. We don't want you coming off in space. Booster, go. Retro, go. Lido, go fly. Guidance, Surgeon, go fly. Gone. Or go fly. GNC, we're going. Down here, go. Control. Go. 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 We are going. Network, go. Recovery. Go. Capcom. We're going fly. Launch control, this is Houston. We are going for launch. The Roman Show. With your host, Rodolfo Roman. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Rodolfo Roman. Thanks for tuning in. In just a few, we will be welcoming the young boys from New England, Broken Vow, as they talk about their latest scene, Minds, and uh, which the uh, record dropped via Sunday Drive Records and New Morality Zine. Uh, you can check that out on your favorite streaming service that's Broken Vow and look up Scene Minds End. Of course, we'll have all the details on theromanshow.com. But in the meantime, just hang tight as we welcome the boys here in just a few. Make sure you visit our website. I mentioned it, theromanshow.com to follow up on some interviews that you might have missed. Also, some articles and a whole lot more. Or subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's youtube.com forward slash allroman201. Twitter is at the Roman Show and on Facebook and Instagram, Roman Show Media. Thanks again for joining us this year in 2022 to kick it off. We have lots to talk about. A little slow start of the year, but you know that with time that will surely kick off. Here in just a few, as I mentioned, um, I'm, I'm excited, looking forward to uh, a lot of action in the world of mixed martial arts, in pro wrestling, in, in heavy metal. And let's take kick off first with heavy metal because there's a lot of anticipation for some great albums that we are all looking forward to. And some major bands will be dropping some new records in 2022. As I... Um, Ooh, take a little hit here of my sparkling water, but some of the bands that we we look forward to hearing, and it's for sure, Corn will drop their latest album in February, February fourth. So, pretty much a, a month from now, they will be dropping their latest. They've already released one of the songs already, but other bands have said that they will be dropping some albums sometime this year. Bring Me the Horizon during the pandemic, they released. Uh, and uh, EP and I had to tell you that 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 was insane so we heard a little bit of what we anticipate in this new record uh, a little uh, emo-ish uh, from that song that they released last year Die For You uh, so just a little sample of what we can anticipate Event Sevenfold has been rumored to drop an album in tw 2022 when we don't know exactly what date what month what season uh, but it is in the, our radar that Avenged Sevenfold will be dropping an album. Their, la their last one was back in 2016. If you remember when they dropped the record, they performed live. 
in uh, in Seattle. Uh, so let's see what the boys have in store. It's been some time. They've had an opportunity to really sit back, relax, and collect their thoughts to put out a great record. Disturbed also is scheduled to drop an album in fall. Uh, as you know, they, they took on a different path in the last album, 2018, a little less hard. But uh, Dave, the you know, singer, had stated that that this sounds a little bit old school disturbed from the first album. Let's see if it does live up to the hype. Slipknot 2 is another band that we anticipate another album. We've also been uh, got or received a little tease from what we can anticipate recently as they released a song towards the end of the year. Lamb of God is also rumored to be releasing an album. Their latest was two years ago. It was a self-titled album. Ozzy Osbourne is also anticipated to release a solo record. His latest one was back in 2020, which featured featured that great song with Elton John. Hailstorm, uh, as well, is also anticipated to drop a new album, and all that remains. So a lot of great metal bands are anticipated or predicted to release some new albums. And I have to tell you that, man, I am pumped if all of these bands do indeed uh, drop something in 2022, I think we were a little bit more. Um, I guess we just want more because since 2020, the bands had this opportunity to really sit back and write and produce music, and we got a lot of it towards the end of 2020 and 2021. I mean, we got great material from bands. I mean, it was just music was just insane how much great stuff that we got so it's almost like we got used to it even we didn't even get full albums we got certain songs and, and that for us just made it work and I, i've had this conversation with many bands is, is that the way to go you released an album a record or a song a month or two or three months and then towards the year uh you put them all together and that's your record but uh I think we got spoiled because we got so many good stuff during the the pandemic as far as music. Well, we haven't been able to see it live in person uh, in certain areas because some of the bands have not come out and toured. But, man, I, I think it's great. I mean, for good to sake, we saw the return of Limp Bizkit in 2021 with their record. So I think that we really are in for a treat in 2022 with so many great bands dropping some new music. With that said, let's welcome in Broken Vow from New England as they talk about their latest right here coming up next on The Roman Show. All right, welcome back everyone to The Roman Show and uh, on the line we have a band that you should be listening to very soon if you haven't. And they're definitely having some kick-ass music, Broken Bow, joining us right now. Their EP is available on your favorite streaming service, Sane Minds End. And on the line, we have Tommy and Evan of the band, all the way from New England. Thanks so much for joining us, boys. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank you. So prior to the interview, I was just saying, you know, I, I hear the influences of the, the hardcore punk, but I also hear a little bit of the Slayer. I hear a little bit of the Haybreed. And let's be honest, lately in, in, in heavy metal and, and in rock, it's been more of the metalcore 
But you guys, uh, I think you guys got something here. You might be bringing back that type of music to life. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a it's, metalcore is a genre that we all we all enjoy very much because of its like how broad it is and how you can't really like nail down metalcore by saying this band is the beginning and end of the definition. So I think you know someone could call us a metalcore band, and I'd be like, sure, you know what I mean. So, I mean, we view ourselves as a hardcore band for sure, but it's you know. Yeah, we definitely bring a lot of metal influence in a lot of like early 2000s or a lot of like mid 80s kind of like heavier thrash influences you can for sure hear in our music so we're not 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 shy about it at all for sure so yeah but, but the sounds it's very very raw very hardcore none of the synthesizers it's just very <laughs> true and raw you know what i mean you're not messing around with the computer yeah no it's definitely um it's, it's definitely a very like raw kind of process um and I don't know, we, we want to kind of capture that like garage band energy almost because like, you know, the band formed in a, you know, in the pandemic when we can play shows. So we kind of cut our teeth and like that super raw practice space kind of sound. And I think we're moving away from that a little bit, but we're also, uh, you know, we're, we're always stoked to like when, when someone says that it's like more raw or has like a, that kind of edge to it for sure. So, so that's an interesting point. So the band started during the pandemic. Were you guys in other bands? How did Broken Vow come about? Tell us a story. Well, um, Evan wasn't in the band yet, so I got this. Um, <laughs> it, it was, we, uh, the original lineup, most of us met at a, a hardcore show, like literally days like before, I think almost like exactly a week before everything shut down. And um, we were seeing uh, Restraining Order, Magnitude, Kubla Khan, and Terror. <laughs> and we all kind of met there and it was we were like the only kids our age you know like 18 at the time and um we just kind of got talking on the internet afterwards and thought about starting a band and came together on these influences and you know we got we got together and the rest isn't history but the rest is <laughs> history so. so which song was the first one that you guys put together uh, the first song we wrote was uh, Expiation off the demo. Um, that was, uh, I, I, I had the lyrics written for a while prior to us putting that together, but um, before that, we just, uh, what we did was we all picked like a cover that we like, like a hardcore band to cover. And um, we kind of sat down and thought, okay, after we put those together and ran them through and felt comfortable with them, like which of these like most defines our sound? And I think it was like, like an earth crisis song and like a half heart song that we that we uh that we decided on like oh let's like try to do something in the middle of this you know what i mean so um but expiation was the first one that like came to get out there out of like our own minds you know and with the the ep sane minds and you know you got some rainy songs out there which one of them to you his hits the closest Hello? yeah you hear me there you hear me there Hello? yeah you hear me there Hello? Hello? Awesome. Oh, hello, hello? Hello? Yo, can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you. Hello? Oh. You hear me there? We got you on, we got you on robot mode. Oh, we're, man. We're hang on one second. <laughs> technical difficulties. Yeah, how about now? You should be able to be hear me now. Better? <laughs> Better there? Hello? Hello? Oh, hold on. Okay. How about, how about now? Okay, we got you. Yeah, yeah okay, okay, sorry about that. Sorry. You know technology, man. 
Uh, so from the <laughs> e- from, from the EP Sane Minds End, which song here hits the closest to home that you just love to perform live because of the lyrics? Maybe it hit you personally, or maybe you want to motivate or influence you or someone else. My favorite on the EP is the last track, Morphe. Um, it was, I mean, I came into this band as like a fill-in. I was just playing guitar. We had no like plans of me joining the band for a little bit. And I remember just learning the songs and I would just play through the entire set a couple of times, every Broken Bell song. I just remember every single time when I'd finish the set because that's the last song that I learned. And I'd be like, let's, let's, let's run that one back. <laughs> that one's really fun. Um, I think that that one went really hard live when we played it for the first time the other yeah. day, and I love the lyrics to that one. I think that I think that the band killed it when you guys wrote that one. But um, I'd say my favorite is probably Poison Pedaling, just because that one's got like a lot of like very like sheer aggression to it that I think translates really really well to a live setting. And the recording has all that rawness we were talking about earlier, but like. When you have that, you know, live setting, of course, like we we still reference all that, all the all the rawness on the record, but it, it's more clear and it's more like concise and it's probably faster and harder live than it is on the record, I think. So, um, yeah, people moshed at the weirdest parts of that song. When I, when I wrote that song, I didn't think anyone was like moshed to the intro, but like I don't know, I guess people go in for some reason. That's cool. That song I- live has a little the same twice every single time we've played and it's been a completely different reaction it's been cool <laughs> I, I i've seen people mosh pit to britney spears i mean uh I, I, at that point you know i i, I, don't, I don't know what the heck they're not but um so why the name broken vow how did it come about so um broken vow the broken vow is the name of a converged track off of jane doe um which is really funny because i don't think the band like draws from converge like at all but um when we were it took us a long time to come up with the name and i remember like the fourth or fifth time that we like sat down and thought okay like we're not leaving until like this band has a name um it just uh, kind of came down to all of us like scrolling through our spotify and mm-hmm. trying to find a, a, a good song to like name our band after and harris <laughs> and our guitarist just goes broken vow and all of us were like hmm yeah <laughs> but I think I've tried to I think I've tried to like tie it into the lyrical and conceptual content of the band as much as I can and I, I think for what it's worth it's a good fit for what we talk about so it's, it's funny I think it's a safe bet to say I'm the biggest Converge fan in the band and I met these guys a year after that band name was created yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that it's probably the second band that I hear of that have named themselves after a song like Creeping Death you know, a Metallica yeah, song that is creepy. creepy down, yeah, <laughs> so it's kind of cool uh, that they you know name themselves after a smash hit like a, like like a creepy death. So you guys have been on the road. Uh, how how has been the atmosphere so far with this whole COVID thing? And um, I, I guess in a way it's good because you put out the EP so people kind of get an opportunity to really digest it, and then when they get to see you live, they're able to just you know, release all that uh, that that aggression, and they wanted to just release instead of just mosh pitting, mosh pitting, uh, pitting in their room. You wanna? Yeah. Um, well, I, I think it was. It, it's been a you know we were blown away because we played our first show like 
more than a year after our first release came out. Mm-hmm. So it was very much like a, oh my God, finally, you know what I mean, kind of thing. And getting to play those songs for the first time was amazing. But also I think the most encouraging thing was seeing the way that people react to like the new material or even like things we're trying out live for the first time before we even have it recorded or like this or that or the other. And it's just very, very, very encouraging to see that like people are stoked about like where the band's been at, but also stoked about like the new stuff that we're putting out there and like the ways we're dipping our toe in the water. And I don't know, I think I, I think Broken Bow Live, it's a very cathartic experience for me, and I hope it is for everybody else, too. So I feel like the band almost got to... It feels like a very fast-forwarded process, and maybe it's because I haven't been part of the band as long as it's been together. So take what I'm saying with a grain of salt, but, I mean, it felt like when when the first Broken Vow show happened, I was there as, like, a friend and a fan. I wasn't the band yet. It felt like the band was already kind of in the beginning, the second phase that it's in now, whether that be sonically or with the members of the band or with the message of the band. I think that Broken Vow has evolved a lot since I first listened to that EP before I even knew any of these guys. And it was just really interesting to come into things and feel like we were kind of starting our our upward spiral, if that makes sense. We didn't, like, not to say we didn't cut our teeth and, like, grind out a bunch of shows, because we did do that, but pretty quickly when shows started, when shows came back, we got offered some pretty awesome shows and felt pretty well-respected within our local scene, and it was really nice to have, like, the groundwork of what was done in the pandemic, but really get to, like, kind of start this band for real with shows in a place where we felt like, we felt like a real, a, a real now touring band yeah you know for sure and 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 what is any particular uh band that you look forward to potentially in the future touring with anyone that you kind of kind of have a have a list you just want to mark off your bucket list the bands that make me most excited aren't even like dream bands like bands that we really look up to and like would love to play with of course there are those but like the tour ideas that get me the most excited are the ones with like people our age who we're friends with yeah. like whether it be over the internet or through their local scene I'd love to tour with Set Straight I'd love yeah. to tour Pummel I'd love to tour Prevention yeah. bands like that that are all just like killing it and yeah. our age that gets more excited than anything I was I was gonna say exactly the same thing I think the tours that we're doing in January one of them's in the Midwest with our friends in Space and one of them's on the East Coast with our friends Take It to Heart and those are just like two bands that we like look up to immensely but are also in a very real way like our peers and like at the exact same point as us as a band so it's it it means more to me to like cultivate that um kind of uh, what's the word i'm looking for i have no clue (laughs) cultivate like those friendships and those like even if it's even if we're not playing like sold out halls or anything and just playing like people's basements and vfw halls that 20 people show up to that's more important to me than like making a ton of money out, out on a support tour with you know a band that we maybe don't connect with as much as cool as it would be to open up for the bands that are like the reasons for this band starting and as stoked as i would be if we got one of those offers there's just something really special about being able to grow with a band like take it to heart yeah. or set straight or space or any of our other friends bands and being able to like take our early steps with them and feel like we're mutually benefiting each other i don't know there's something special about that because 
there's no power dynamic. It's all just like we love each other and we love each other's music. So let's like do it together. Well, boy. So what's the plan in 2022? Do we have some some tours lined up already? Any potential of seeing more music out of you guys? Maybe an official, uh, full blown album. You got. Oh, okay, okay. So yeah. it was it was breaking up a little bit, but I yeah. think I know what you're saying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, so we have uh, two tours announced right now for 2022. Okay. So we're going to be hitting the road um, down the East Coast All starting right. January 3rd um, with our friends in Take It to Heart, uh, amazing Orange County hardcore band. And then a couple days after that ends, we're going to be hitting the Midwest with uh, Spaced, who's an amazing hardcore band out of Buffalo. Um, every everyone on all of those tours is, is friends, so it's a it's a it's a really great way to have like the um, I guess the first like proper touring experience with this band. So um, and in terms of music, um, well, real quick, in terms of touring, I do want to say like we have plans for other stuff. So yeah. pay attention, you know, if you don't live in the Midwest or the Northeast, we're still booking stuff, but we're we're looking to travel the country. You know? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. So it's definitely the theme of the year is going to be touring and playing new places and but we will uh if if all goes according to plan we will have some new music this year too so we're looking forward no, to it no announced no announcement or anything yet just like there'll be something so we've got we've got we've got stuff that we're excited for people Okay, well, well, we will be excited for you, man, and uh, looking forward to some new music and potentially um, some dates there uh, on your tour and, and somehow, some way, try to fit in Florida. We'd love to have you down here and uh, rock out to your music. Uh, keep, keep, keep the good stuff going, man. You definitely uh, are definitely pulling out some good stuff out there, especially that Stronger song. Really love that Stronger song. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That's, a, that's, that's one of my favorites to play live, for sure. The, uh, the, the, the crowd really goes crazy for that so <laughs> well boys thanks so much for your time man and, and again please mark it into your calendar somehow some way put it into florida we'd love to have you down here thank you broken vow and everyone check out their music right now available on your favorite streaming service now let's switch gear here to sports and talk a little bit of what's going on in the world of professional wrestling and of course we have to talk about a match that really fans have been asking for years at one point we thought well we might never even get to see this match but it's going to happen in the royal rumble and that's bobby lashley versus brock lesnar for the championship now this has WrestleMania written all over it. I understand they needed someone to put in Royal in the Royal Rumble, uh, but I would have loved to have seen Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar in WrestleMania, and then maybe on the second night, since you got Saturday and Sunday, you put them in. I don't know. You put the Roman Reigns and maybe the Rock or Roman Reigns and someone else. But it seems that we're gonna get Brock. Uh, and Bobby at the Royal Rumble maybe only once. Hopefully not. Hopefully it, we do get to see it in WrestleMania somehow, some way. Because this is a match that many people had anticipated for the fact that both these guys are mixed martial artists. Brock Lesnar, a former UFC champion, and Bobby Lashley had a very successful mixed martial arts career with Bellator. And for once, we're seeing these two duke it out inside a pro wrestling ring. 
Where? They pretty much got their names uh, to be household names because of the WWE. I'm anticipated for this. I'm excited for it. I know both these guys are going to bring it. I, I, I really await what's going to happen with the storyline. On the one hand, you have MVP and Bobby Lashley and Paul Heyman and Brock. And you know that both those guys are gold on the mic. And I'm referring to MVP and Paul Heyman. So it's going to be quite must-see TV until the end of this month on January 29th when we get these two men to square off at the Royal Rumble. Switching gears to AEW, New Japan's Okada came out and stated that he does have some dream matches and those dream matches that he and he would like to have uh, would be against CM Punk and Brian Danielson. Now understand that both uh, Danielson and Punk, they are with AEW, Okada is with New Japan Pro Wrestling, and at the same time, AEW seems pretty lenient and have a good relationship with New Japan. So don't be shocked if somehow, some way, we do get to see either of these dream matches happen. CM Punk went on Twitter and said, "Hey, come meet me here," and and he posted the address of the Chicago or United Center uh, where the Chicago Bulls play. So I would not doubt if we will see that match. I'm sure Tony Khan will put his money where his mouth is and get this match to happen. Also, uh, looking into the world of mixed martial arts, Dustin Poirier uh, has stated that he would like to fight Nate Diaz. Uh, no date on a short notice, but no date yet. But then Nate Diaz came out on Twitter and stated that, listen, uh, Dustin, I understand that you accepted, but the UFC just doesn't want the fight. They, they, it, it seems like they will build off of it or make money off of it. So uh, I don't think that this match will happen. Now, this is according to Nate Diaz. This will be a fun fight. Diaz here is already pretty much towards the end of his contract. And, and, and listen, there's no doubt here that Poirier, compared to Diaz, has a lot better hands. He's a lot more accurate, uh, faster. And, and Nate Diaz is not the Nate Diaz that it was you know, a couple of years ago. Uh, so my money would be on Dustin Poirier. So will we ever get to see this fight? I do not know. But I will not doubt that if they need a feather, that this would be it. And lastly, to conclude today's uh, episode, Jake Paul and Dana White. You know, that both these two are just going at it, you know, um... Paul said that uh, Dana White was on cocaine and, and, and Dana White said, listen, you can test me every single day if you allow me to test you for, for, for steroids. And Paul uh, made another uh, challenge uh, that he would quit boxing um, if he allowed him to fight in the UFC against Jordan Masvidal and allow his fighters, or the UFC fighters, to get uh, a very reasonable pay cut or, or paycheck. Uh, Dana White, you know, calling bluff on this uh, but the, the fact is this uh, this celebrity boxing or this this athletes versus athletes combat sports whatever you want to call it it's not going anywhere uh, it's gotten a lot of attention a lot of buzz uh, and it's just a matter of time until we see even more uh, of a circus but the, the, the point is that it's working it's making good money surely the Woodley and Paul fight didn't make or according to the numbers, didn't make the numbers that they anticipated or predicted. Now, 
Let's play it fair here. Remember, that's not the fight that they were advertising. Fury could not compete towards the end uh, of the uh, getting closer to the date. So Woodley fell, fell, um, filled in at last minute. So, so give him credit. You know, people thought that they were going to get Fury, an actual boxer who has a lot of uh, uh, fights under his belt against Paul, and it didn't happen. And Paul and Woodley stepped in. So give the man some credit. Give him some credit. But I don't think this is going anywhere. And I, I just understand here Mayweather, Floyd Mayweather is going to have an exhibition uh, about on a helicopter helipad uh, against a YouTube sensation. So this is not going anywhere. And let's, fa- let's face it. People like to see others get smashed, especially if you don't like them, if you find them obnoxious. And I'm sure Paul was found obnoxious for some people. They were sick and tired of seeing him on YouTube and doing all these gags and 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 and, 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 and tricks and jokes. Uh, so why not get someone to beat him up? I mean, this is this is it. If you like, if you don't like a celebrity, right? This is the opportunity for you to pull for the other guy uh, because they're in the ring and they're fighting. And you know, oh man, I don't like that guy. He stinks. I'm rooting for so and so because he's gonna knock him out. Celebrity boxing, athlete versus athlete, you know, NBA versus NFL, whatever you want to call it. It's not going anywhere. It's here to stay. They are making money. Uh, how far would it go? That's a good question. But I'm sure that it's not going anywhere anytime sooner. They really have brought the entertainment into fighting, especially with the commentating, uh, uh, with the ring announcing, with the analysis. Uh, although I, I I do beg to differ the thriller fight that they had uh, with the uh, triad uh, when they showed to Fat Joe uh, analysis that that was just garbage. It was just crap. It, it, it really sucked. Horrible. They didn't know what the hell they were talking about. I don't know if they were on drugs. I don't know if they were smoking marijuana. They were drinking. I don't know what the hell they were doing. But please get Fedro off that thing because the guy doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. And it's really just shameful that he's getting paid for something that he doesn't even know what the hell he's talking about. He's just talking about two guys fighting. That's it. Can't really analyze anything. Just a bunch of guys in the corner drinking beer talking about a fight. That's pretty much what it sounds like. But just no education about the sport. So do something about that. But the fact is, this ain't going anywhere. We're going to get celebrity boxing from a very long time. People keep paying for it. And listen, if there's money behind it, anything happens. I mean, hell, they just, uh, not long ago here in South Florida, there was a pillow fight. That's right, pillow fight. Pillow fighting championship. And they are going to have an event later this month. That You heard me correctly. Two individuals getting inside a ring and beating the crap out of each other with a pillow. So if we're getting that, the celebrity boxing will continue. With that being said, thanks so much for joining us here in the program. We'll catch you next week. We're here on the Roman Show. Cheers, everyone.